And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking into a Premier League first team is harder than ever. Every year, thousands of young players enter the youth academies. Every year, maybe a dozen will make their debut for a Premier League club. Only the very best of the best prevail. I'm Faker Others. Welcome to the next big thing. Leeds United are back in the big time. And it comes for Pablo Hernandez, and Pablo Hernandez scores a goal for Leeds United! Oh! Goal, a goal, a goal! Hernandez! Under the stewardship of Marcelo Bielsa, the club has been transformed from a perpetual disappointment into a well-oiled footballing machine. Harrison does really well. There's a chance for a break from Leeds here. They've got bodies up quickly, and the ball is played out quickly towards Helder Costa, and Helder Costa's in the penalty area. Oh, yes! What a start to the game for Leeds United. Another brilliant, brilliant breakaway. But while the present is certainly better than the recent past, it's the future that occupies the minds of those running the football club. Leeds have a long and proud history of developing young footballers. Stuart McKinstry is one of the most exciting in their ranks. Stuart McKinstry was signed by Leeds United from Motherwell in 2019 for a fee of £400,000. The young winger was earmarked for the under-18 side, but made his debut for the under-23s within a month of his arrival. He only turned 18 in September 2020, and he's already impressing people, particularly his manager. But who is he? He's born and bred Motherwell towards the west coast of Scotland, and, and when I say born and bred, I, I mean it. Um, his, his family are season ticket holders. Phil Hay, Leeds United correspondent for The Athletic. He went to his first game before he was two. His mum says, in, in essence, to stop him getting sucked in by either of the old firm clubs, um, as, as tends to happen in, in that part of the world. He was a mascot for the club and then he joined the club's academy. He broke into the first team squad. And what I found most intriguing when I spoke to his mum about him was his, his sort of reluctance to take what were very good offers down south. He's clearly a homebird and they're, they're evidently a very, very tight family. And he had an interest from Southampton, which he felt was, you know, too far south and, and too much of a leap. And even with Leeds, you know, when Leeds bid for him and said, look, we'd, we'd really, really want to, to sign you. He was in two minds and the family had to say to him, why don't you go and have a look? You know, uh, somebody, the chief executive, um, Alan Burrows at Motherwell said to him, just go and have a look. Go and have a look at the club, see what you think, get a feel for it and come back and, and tell us what's what. And McKinstry went and he enjoyed it down here. He, he watched the under-18s play and he didn't feel that he was out of his depth. He was given a, a shirt by Craig Dean, who's the, the head of youth recruitment at Leeds. 
But even when he went back, he'd said to the, the family, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if this is for me, I'm going to be a long way from you all, it could be difficult. So in the end, the decision was made that his father, John, would, would move to Weatherby with him. The family essentially split in two to make sure that he would have a bit of support locally and would have somebody to lean on as he settled in at the academy. Stuart had a terrific attitude, technically very, very good for a lovely family, really, really grounded family. Stephen McManus former Motherwell youth coach. I had known of him because you had, you were aware of the talent that was coming the, the year group a few below that you were working at. So I was working with the, the under-18s at Motherwell at the time and, and the under-17s and Stuart was in the under-15s at the time, I think, that the first time I had kind of seen him. And you could see he was he was a talented player, but he lacked a wee bit of belief at that time within himself. So he then came up and, and he worked at our age group and he's developed very well throughout the club at Motherwell. Comes from a, a family who are born and bred Motherwell fans but you could see that he had, he had something special about him he progressed very well he had accelerated into our first team at the time at, 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 to be part of the, of the squad and then he, he got the opportunity to move to Leeds United which was a terrific move for him and it was one that the board at Motherwell felt it was too good an opportunity to turn down Bielsa's hand is all over this Dan Moylan host of the Square Ball podcast it nicely dovetails into the under 23s at Leeds because there is a strong precedent there of bringing these young players through. So to add young players alongside them, to know they're identifying premium young talent, as it were, it's really encouraging for the future. Yeah, the future does look very bright. So what sort of footballer is he? He's a winger. He can play on either side. Uh, Motherwell liked him to cut in off the left flank and, and shoot with his right foot. Um, in the, the 23s and the 18s at Leeds, he's played more on the right-hand side. But he's a very confident ball carrier. He's, he's physically strong. You know, he's good upper body strength. An excellent feet, good at beating a man and, and creative. He's, he's, I think, what you look for in, in a wide forward. Fits that role very well. And I think in his head probably feels that he, he could play in other areas up front as well. But that, um, you know, those positions are essentially his strength. He's very good running with the ball, you know, he, he glides over the grass, he's very good in tight areas, um, he's very composed, he's got a very elegant style about him. He, he can play as an 11, even though he's right-sided, he can play as a 7 off the right-hand side, he can play as a 10, he can play as one of your 8s, so he can, he can play a various amount of positions. I always feel your position will find you. It's, we try not to pigeonhole players into a position as such because they can develop at different clubs. The coaching staff have no doubt at Leeds so put them in the place where they feel he'll develop and he'll enhance their team. But he's a very, very coachable kid and that's the most important thing that I would say. He's, he's very humble, he's very hardworking and that's one of the reasons why he's progressing so well. But he's, he receives the ball in the half turn very well, very well and he always looks to go forward. He enjoys creating opportunities for his teammates, but he can also drive to commit people and, and eliminate people in the final third. What's the youth setup like at Leeds United? Is it still one of their priorities? It is, and you'll have seen the news earlier in the summer that they've been promoted to Category 1 status by the Premier League. Their academy is now top top rank under the, the elite player performance plan. And, and if truth be told, it, it's actually been at that level for a while. It, it was just lacking the sign above the door. The, the facilities at Thorpe Arch are Category 1 and, and have been for, for some time. And I mean, it, there's not actually a, a huge change involved in that. It, it does make your players a little bit more difficult to poach. It gives you a better standard of opposition in the, the junior leagues, but actually Leeds will always say that they've been 
producing youngsters and, and capable first team youngsters for a long time. You know, they were doing that before they were category one, they'll they'll continue to do it while they are. This isn't just recruitment at the age of nine, ten, eleven, which is what all elite clubs try to do these days. This is expenditure in that sort of crucial grey area where players are starting to move from um, under 18s to under 23s and potentially from under 23s to, to the first team squad. You know, this is a, a concerted effort with six figure fees, seven figure fees to actually bring in players from the outside who've gone through academy systems elsewhere and are just about ready to, to take the leap. And it is that thing of balancing the need for immediate impact players um, and, and the players that you have to spend big fees on, particularly in the Premier League, with those players who can come through at a, a much smaller cost and potentially, if they're good enough and if they, they develop in the way that, that you want them to, become first-team players in their own right. I can't actually think, in, in my time of covering the club, of any head coach who's made more use of the under-23 ranks than, than Bielsa. It's just his constant go-to any time he needs extra players. There's been a lot of positive development in the time that he's been head coach, and he does take a huge interest in in the under twenty threes. When he came in, um, he created a, a kind of conduit role um, for a coach called Carlos Corberan, who was already in charge of the under twenty threes, but became in the end had a foot in both camps. He would work with the under twenty threes, but he would be with Bielsa's first team staff on match days in in the dugout, and it was essentially to make sure that there was a kind of consistent and clear bridge between the two, and and that. You know, if Bielsa needed to pick up on the 23s and use them, they would already be schooled and trained in the way that he played. And, and in theory, there should be no problem for them stepping into the team. Every club's got their niches and their ways and what they do it. But ultimately, it comes down to the individual. The individual's got to prepare for his moment. You don't know when that moment's going to arrive. But when you do prepare for your moment, as soon as it comes, you'll take it. 99% of the times, you'll take your opportunity if you've prepared for that moment. And when I say you need to be prepared for the moment, it's how you conduct yourself at training on a daily basis. It's how you live your life away from the football club. It's how dedicated you are to your profession. I wouldn't say it doesn't matter what club you're at, but if that's how you lead your life and that's how dedicated you are to want to become a professional footballer, that opportunity will come for you. You'll force a pathway for you. It's not up to the club to give it a young player at the pathway. It's up to the young player to push down doors and push down barriers to, to create his own pathway. And Marcelo Bielsa certainly has a good record of developing young players. He took Calvin Phillips, who was he was one of those footballers, and I think every team, every squad has got one, where you think, he's all right, but I'm not quite sure what we do with him. Uh, he was just kind of, he was a generic midfielder who got himself into trouble you know, kicking opponents, a very physical player. And he considered himself to be a box-to-box midfielder, maybe pushing on, trying to tuck in behind the strikers and whatever wizardry it is that Marcelo Bielsa does with his players. He's seen videos of Leeds United. And for anybody who doesn't know the tale of when they went to recruit Bielsa, when uh, Victor Orta, the director of football, and Angus Kinnear, the CEO, flew out to Buenos Aires, spoke to Bielsa. He'd already watched every game that Leeds United had played in the championship from the previous season. He'd watched all 46 games and his team had watched every championship game as well. His team of, they call them the disciples, the worldwide disciples. So he knew exactly what the championship was like. He'd watched every game that Leeds United had played. So he told them, he said, I will make Calvin Phillips, Stuart Dallas and Liam Cooper, the three best players in the championship. And within two seasons, he pretty much had done And in the case of Phillips, identified a skill set in him where he said, he's my deep-lying midfielder. And in Bielsa's system, that position is crucial to the operation of the whole machine.
So where will McKinstry play this season? The under-18s or the under-23s? It's 23s predominantly for him. The The way that Bielsa works at Leeds is that he carries a very small first-team squad with a, a kind of maximum of two proven players for each position or, or fewer if he feels that, that some of the players are versatile enough to, to move around the pitch. But he involves a lot of the 23s, including McKinstry and, and others, in the first-team training sessions essentially because he sees them as his fallback for for when he runs short of players through injury or or suspension. He's not somebody who wants four or five experienced centre-backs on on his books. He would much rather use a 23 to fill in and and to plug the gap until his his more experienced players are returned from whatever it is that's keeping them out. So it's unlikely that McKinstry or any of the other 23s are going to see a huge amount of first-team football in in the 12 months ahead. But they're training as if they are first-team players and they're heavily involved in in the system and the, the style of play is very uniform between the first team and the under-23s and further down into the academy. They essentially play in the Bielsa way from top to bottom. So it's development for him at the moment. Um, But you'll be noticing that that quite a few players, younger players, are starting to go out of Leeds on loan now. Um, McKinstry is still in the building and I think is most likely to stay in the building for now. And and those that Bielsa feels are are closest to the first-team pitcher are the ones that he wants to stick around. How far can Stuart McKinstry go? Straight into the first team? Maybe not this season. It may be too soon for him. I suspect the priority, as it always is with the first season in the Premier League, is going to be to stay up. And we will likely rely on the more seasoned senior pros that are in the squad. And as I mentioned before, Bielsa does like a couple on each side. So you never know. There may be an opportunity. I mean, Leeds took the typically famous exit from the League Cup. So that particular pathway may have gone by the wayside. And I think depending on what happens in the remainder of the transfer window, because we're recording just a few days before that closes, that there might be another winger on the way in or a wide player, certainly. So maybe if we're guaranteed a European place by the end of the season, McKinstry might get to feature in the first team. But I don't see it this season. I think maybe across the next couple of seasons, when Leeds are stabilised as a club inside the Premier League, fingers crossed that he'll get his chance. With Stuart, when he showed his, his real quality, there's not a lot of young players that I'd seen at that age could get to the levels that he had got to. He was inconsistent, the same as so many young players, because young players need time. They need time to develop, and, and all you can do is guide them in the right path. It's absolutely nothing to do with, with myself or any of the coaches at, at Motherwell at that time that, that Stuart has ended up at Leeds United. It's all to do with him, it's all to do with his family, and he's a terrific worker with a fantastic attitude. They would not have gone for McKinstry if they didn't think that he did have the potential to break through into the first team. I think that's going to be the, the crucial moment for him when he does get his chance and, and how you know how he copes. There was a League Cup game a couple of weeks ago where Charlie Creswell, um, centre-back, who's the, the son of former league striker Richard Creswell, he, he made his debut. And it was a tough night for him. It, it was, you know, it was difficult. Leeds didn't play well. They, they deserved to get beaten, which they and they, they did lose on penalties. But a lot is a lot is thought of Creswell. You know, he, he has a very good reputation at Thorpe Arch as well. And and that to me just highlighted, you know, the, the difficulty of the step from the twenty threes to the first team. That's when it gets real and, and that's when it gets serious. So we're yet to see with McKinstry because he's still to, to make his debut. But I think when he does, he'll have a good shout of coping. Join us next time by listening on the Athletic app or by subscribing to the next big thing on your favourite podcast provider. Thanks for listening. The next big thing was produced for The Athletic by Adonis Pratsidis. The writers were Nick Miller and Ian McIntosh. 
Phil Hay is the Leeds United correspondent for The Athletic, Dan Moylan is the host of the Square Ball podcast, and Stephen McManus is coach of Celtics under-18s. The executive producer was Ian McIntosh. 